Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 155. Last time when we met together, we left everything hanging at Shiloh, and it was the period of the judges, which lasted over 350 years from the time the children of Israel came in and conquered the land all the way down to 1051. And so you have a series of judges. God allowed his people to see that when they sinned, there was always a price to pay. And so for 350 years, there was the great mercy of God on display and the grace of God on display down through the centuries. And so you have, during the time of the judges, a statement in the last chapter and the last verse that sums up that entire 350 plus years. And it says, there was no king in Israel in those days, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Kind of sounds like our day today and our culture. But as you remember, God raised up from Hannah a son named Samuel. And Samuel was really the last of the great judges, and he was a prophet. He was a seer. In the truest sense of the word, he was a priest because he would go and sacrifice. And in a lot of ways, he was a forerunner of the Messiah who would come. But he was the bridge from the judges in that period of transition in the promised land and getting settled to the kings and the period that would last for 500 plus years. And so you had the united monarchy that began with Saul. When the people asked for a king, God said, I'm your king. They said, no, we want a king like all the rest of the nations. And so God let them have their way. And indeed, it was the way that God was going to use to bring about through his choice, the person that would be a man after his own heart, that would be the forerunner and the type of the Messiah to come in the Lord Jesus. And that would be none other than King David. But before that, there was a 40-year run from a man who was of the tribe of Benjamin. His name was Saul, and you can read about him in the book of First Samuel, and it became evident very quickly that this was a man who was self-willed, he was prideful, he was not going to be able to bear the burden of kingship. And so the Bible says that God sought for a man after his own heart, one who would seek after God all the days of his life, and he found that in a shepherd in the land of Judah, in the tribal territory of Judah, the way that we get to that story of King David is through the book of Ruth. In the closing of the book of Judges, there is a book, just four chapters in our English Bible, by the name of Ruth. And it's a story of a family who left their homeland and their ancestral inheritance in Bethlehem and went over across the Jordan Valley and up the steep bluffs to what is the modern-day country of Jordan. In the ancient world, it would have been Moab. And there at Madabah, Ruth. Ruth is introduced as she married one of the sons of Elimelech and Naomi. 
And as they were there in that land, because of the famine that was in the land of Israel, they had great loss. Uh, Naomi lost her husband. She lost her two sons. And so one day she decided she was going to go back home. She was turning bitter. As a matter of fact, she said, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant one, but call me Mara. That's the root word of the name Mary, Miriam, all of those Mar names, and it means to be bitter. And you remember when the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, they came to Mara, which was bitter water. And so the vicissitudes of life had brought Naomi to the point of bitterness and resentment of God's dealings with her. But she had a daughter-in-law named Ruth, who was the joy of her heart, no doubt. She was loyal to her mother-in-law, and she wanted to seek the God of her mother-in-law, and so she followed her to Bethlehem. And you know the story, the great love story of the older man who took Ruth to his wife. When you look at what the scripture says at the close in the last closing verses and paragraphs of Ruth chapter 4, you'll see the purpose for the book of Ruth. Yes, we know that the concept of the kinsman redeemer, the Goel, is introduced in the book of Ruth and is a wonderful type of Christ and his love and his redeeming of all of us, his bride. But the primary story and the primary reason for the book of Ruth is not to introduce the concept of the Goel. That's introduced other places places in the Bible as well. But this was to introduce the lineage of David because you see Ruth and Boaz had a son and they named him Obed. The reason that's important is because his son was Jesse. And the reason that's important, as you know, is because Jesse had several sons and the youngest of them was David, who became the sweet psalmist of Israel and became the greatest king of Israel that ever lived, save the Lord Jesus. Now, in case you're wondering, has Tony gone off his rocker? No, I haven't. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Now, I believe the characteristic that made him that was the quality and the character and the attribute of Hesed. It's spelled C-H-E-S-E-D. The E's would have little roofs on top of them. That's the word for grace and love and compassion and loyalty and generosity and service and steadfastness and faithfulness. It's translated to 12 different ways in the King James Version of the Bible. It is spoken of David more than any other man in the Bible almost twice over. And David exhibited chesed more than any other person in the Bible almost twice over. It is the one quality that David wrote about more than any other quality and attribute in the Bible. So I have no doubt in my mind that the one thing that made David the man after God's own heart was this quality of chesed. And as you know, David was the standard of whether a person was a good king or bad king for everyone that followed. God said he was a good king or a bad king as to whether he walked in the ways of his father David. 
Now, that's fascinating. It doesn't say that he walked in the ways of the Lord, but he walked in the ways of his father, David. You say, wait just a minute. David was an outright sinner. He was an adulterer, a murderer. He was a deceiver. Yes, he was for a time. But aren't you glad that God in his redeeming love redeemed David and brought him back to a place of service and a place of value and a place of usefulness? You see, God is so rich in Hesed that he wanted to put a person on the earth that we could see Hesed truly exhibited in, and that is who David is. David is an important person in the great story of God. And in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about this in relationship to the fullness of time because Abraham and David play an incredibly important role in God preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus of Nazareth. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.